peace, family. Assalamu alaikum. <clears throat> I wanted to uh, just have a quick take on what's been going on recently in the sports, I would say, arena or the sports universe. It's been, I think it's been kind of funny, you know what I'm saying, with uh, with Kevin Durant and Stephen A. Smith, you know what I mean? And also, Draymond Green has also talked about this subject as well. And I, I feel like sort of it's kind of two different, two different perspectives under the same umbrella, you know what I mean? So, um, so KD and, and, and Stephen A. Smith, they had like a back and forth on Twitter, you know what I mean? And essentially, I'm not, I don't have the exact quote right here in front of me, but, um, Kevin Durant says to Stephen A. Smith that he feels that guys like himself, Stephen A., Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp have affected the sports world in a negative way. You know what I mean? And so when I when I heard that, I felt like my my initial reaction was I agree. But so Kevin Durant says, well, first Stephen A. says, Steph Curry changed basketball for the better, while MJ changed it for the worse. Michael Jordan is responsible as much as anybody for changing the game for the worse. And so KD responds, he says, my theory is that guys like Steve, Skip, and Shannon have changed the game for the worse. Players like Steven and Michael can only push the game forward. See, I laugh because I feel like Kevin Durant is, that's like a bit of satire or like sarcasm where he's trying to like, that's how it sounds when the media people say things like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of felt like he was poking fun in that way. And so Stephen A responds and says, News for you, KD Trey Five, Kevin Durant. We ain't going no damn place for every Stephen A. Smith, Skip, and Shannon Sharp, and others. There are thousands more coming down the pike. We are not going away. We multiply. Sorry. And so Kevin Durant responded, I thought, again, in a very hilarious way, he posted the little clip of Stephen A. said, like, uh, newsflash or something, nobody cares. <laughs> so I, I thought that really was um, hilarious. And Kevin Durant, I mean, not Kevin Durant, um, Draymond Green was on, well, he was on Colin Coward's podcast, and he was talking about his, uh, they were talking about Steph Curry's legacy and Draymond I mean he said he said a multitude of things but on that particular subject he was saying how people that just studied the stat sheets people that kind of look at the game I would just say from a cursory view or he was like Draymond was saying people that really don't know basketball um would say that Steph Curry needs a finals MVP to validate his career. And I felt like Draymond was talking to a particular person, but also speaking in general, but I felt like it was really aimed at one person. I think that person was Skip Bayless. So I wanted to add my perspective on that because I feel like after listening to Stephen A, Chris Broussard, Rob Parker, and some others talk about the subject, I really feel like there's a crucial element that is being overlooked. And I feel like rightfully so by individuals that are a part of that business like if this is your job this is what you do it's like provide for your family and somebody necessarily throws a bit of shade or critique in that way you want to you want to be on the defense or you want to you know what I mean? you know what i'm saying you want to defend your position and what you do for a living and i'm pretty sure a lot of these guys um care a lot about what they do 
Um, my, my perspective on this situation really is, I'll give a little bit of background. I grew up debating a lot. You know what I mean? Like debating was really something that I did a lot as a, as a young man, like a teenager from junior high school to high school, culinary school. And in my young adult life, I spent a lot of time debating. I'm a big uh, hip hop fan, big battle rap fan, and obviously a big sports fan. So debates about who got the best verse, who killed the person on this, you know what I mean? What was the best song on this album? Has this person fallen off? Who's icon? Dude, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole multitude of subjects that I've debated on a lot. And again, in the sports world, I went to school in Delaware. I went to a group, born and raised in Delaware. And so I was in school. And so Delaware is very close to Philadelphia for people that don't know. And it's a lot of Eagles fans. So I've debated a lot back and forth about sports, music, etc. So needless to say, I enjoy a great debate. You know what I mean? And also growing up, I really looked up to, or I don't want to say I looked up to, but I really admired a lot people like Stephen A. Smith. You know what I mean? Um, myself being a black man, Stephen A. being a black man is like, and him being, a, I will say, a, a well-respected individual in the sports atmosphere. I really, you know what I'm saying? This is somebody that I really appreciated seeing on TV. And this was before, you know, being able to understand the business aspect of um, one television. And then we're talking about um, sports reporting television. You know what I mean? So I really enjoy a great debate. I really appreciate listening to two sides of an argument. I really enjoyed the LeBron and Jordan um, debate. I like to watch videos. People go into a lot of great depth with these videos, too, with LeBron and Jordan. You know what I mean? It's a lot more videos supporting um, Jordan, but still, I think people really do a great job of, again, presenting each other's, uh, each individual's case. So all, I'm just saying all that just to say, I can appreciate a great debate. So, and I think that kind of spawned, I would say, I'm saying that kind of spawned, I'm saying like the debating era, like I heard Chris Broussard say, um, on his show with uh, the Odd Couple, Rob Parker, he was saying, um, we do what people in the barbershop been doing. You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know what I mean? Um, Hollywood capitalized. I mean, I guess it would be Hollywood. Yeah. So whatever. I When I think about media, I think about Hollywood because they, they I would imagine they would have some type of control of a large portion of production. But Hollywood seen an opportunity to bring people more of what they might do in their regular day-to-day -day life. So the debate shows, um, the first one I remember seeing was, I think it was first and 10 or something to that effect, um, with Skip and Stephen A. I, I would watch it all the time, you know what I mean? Because I, I, really, I really liked it. I really liked going back and forth. And the one great thing about debate shows is really when you have somebody like Skip Bayless who's such a big Dallas Cowboys fan, you know what I'm saying, or Stephen A who's a big Dallas Cowboy hater when those teams when the Cowboys lose everybody's tuned in on Monday you know what I'm saying, like they ready to see Skip Bayless with, with, with his hat in his hand, you know what I mean, or people when the Cowboys win, people want to see Stephen A respond and vice versa when the Cowboys lose, people want to see Stephen A um, 
so that to me, along with the fact that I respect and, uh, and understand and recognize that TV is about entertainment. TV is a business. So business means for me, it's about generating that revenue. It's about generating that um, that traffic, generating the eyeballs, and generating the reactions. I learned that a lot from uh, watching Battle Rap. Uh, a lot of it is about you want to have people talking about what's going on in your culture. You know what I mean? What, what you got going on and reacting to what you what people are saying. So that's something that I recognize as an adult. You know what I mean? So I'm not necessarily holding somebody's feet to the fire because they're not telling the truth or their character is so outlandish that I can't get down with it because I don't think that's the case. I appreciate the fact that I know that you have to be able to keep people's attention for two, three hours, uh, five days a week, five, five hours, uh, excuse me, two, three hours a day, five days a week. You know what I mean? I, I get that part. So I want to get to what I, what I feel like Kevin Durant and Draymond Green were getting at from my perspective and Draymond mentions a lot how him himself and like Pat Beverly represent JJ Reddick they represent the new media you know what I mean and certain personalities and certain entities people that don't necessarily know the perspective sport that they're analyzing considering them like the old media so my 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 perspective on this is the element that I think that is being missed by the people that are responding is there is a certain level of toxicity that comes with people like primarily Skip Bayless, but also I would have to add on there, you know, my brother Stephen A. Smith. And what I mean by toxic is the definition of toxic is um, poison. And then it also represents, it also says something about, I'm looking at uh, Google and it says, um, toxic as an adjective, the first one is poison, and the second one is dealing with finance, denoting or relating to debt, which is a high risk of default. So when we're talking about something that's poisonous, we're really referring to something that is um, degenerative. You know what I mean? Over time, it's kind of like a slow death. It's slowly doing something that is causing the cessation of whatever the life of whatever the thing is you know what i mean so when i say that there are certain toxic personalities in the sports media realm this is really what i mean and i'll, I'll start with the lesser of two evils so to speak <laughs> when i watch Stephen a i really appreciate Stephen. A. I want to say that first the one thing that I, that I have a hard time dealing with with Stephen A is aside from the when he when he talks about black men it seems like he takes a different he has different energy for people of other communities but I'm not going to get into that bag I tuned into um first take I think I was listening to the um the audio you know what I mean while I was at work and the amount of shouting that was happening on the show was very bothersome and this is coming from a person that my voice is very loud you know what I'm saying like people will say you know what I'm saying I have a very loud voice but the reason why I just thought it was like a detractor it was just kind of like it seemed like it was more about the shouting than it was about actually like having a conversation or having a debate and making points 
I know they have a new um, host with, I believe his name is Mad Dog Russo or something like that. And also with Stephen A is, from what I've seen, if Stephen A is talking about, let's say he's talking about Kevin Durant, you know what I mean? <laughs> or he's talking about Draymond or something like that. And let's say he talks about them for 10 minutes. Two to three minutes of the time Stephen A is going to talk, he's going to talk about how, like, the good stuff. They're a multiple-time champion. They're a Hall of Famer. They're a multiple-time Pro Bowl or All-Star player. They have X amount of championships. They have X amount of um, records or whatnot. And he's going to lay a nice foundation. But then the next seven to eight minutes of whatever he's saying or his word or borrow what his words, his soliloquy, he's going to spend that time really verbally beating up whoever he's talking about. Now, obviously, this doesn't go for every, he doesn't hate everybody. You know what I mean? But the issue that I have with Stephen A. Smith's personality is when it's time to talk bad about somebody, when somebody's not performing well in this debate uh, forum, I feel like when Stephen A is separate from the debate forum, he's one of the best in the business. I think even in the debate forum, he's still one of the best in the business. But watching him outside of the debate forum, you kind of get a different perspective of Stephen A. Smith. You dig what I'm saying? So he spends a lot more time when it's that time to talk down about somebody. He spends a lot more time doing that than praising. 20% of the time, I'll give you praise. 80% of the time, I'm going to be bringing the hammer down. You know what I mean? And it's long-winded. It's a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, very, I'm trying to think of the, the word that my brother used, Dr. Keeley. But it's a lot of it's a lot of long words in there, a lot of big words in what he's, what he's presenting. But like I said, that's the lesser of two evils. The, the main, the, the head of the snake, so to speak, the personification of toxic um, sports media personality is, is Skip Bayless. And my, my little nickname for Skip Bayless is Twist Bayless because that's what he does. You know what I mean? And so I'll start with that. So, as I mentioned, I always watch debate shows and I never really... I didn't really read newspapers like that coming up, but it's kind of like a reason why I bring that up. But so Skip Bayless, when you know what I'm saying, the Lakers didn't have a great season. Russ didn't have a great season at all. He played probably one of the worst uh, seasons of his career. Skip was going out of his way to call him Russell Westbrook. There were times where he would say Westbrook and then correct himself and say, or you know what I'm saying? Change it to West Brick. You know what I mean? Now, I thought, I think and thought that it was funny. And I would laugh. Especially if you say he's saying it in a casual way. Like he's having a normal conversation. And he's calling him Russell West Brick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would think that it's funny. But what that did for me was. It allowed for me to kind of focus in on that. Or have my. My. Perception. I paid more attention to that. And so I'm watching the Golden State and the, and the um, Dallas Mavericks series. And he's calling bro Luka, Luka Ancic because he doesn't play defense. So he's taking the D out of Doncic and he's calling him Luka Ancic. Uh, when the Brooklyn Nets got swept, 
He's calling Kevin Durant, Kevin Duquesne. You know what I mean? He's calling LeBron, Lagon, and uh, uh, LeBrick. You know what I mean? That is, to for me, I think that that's a bit weird to be constantly, this, this is kind of like my, my point with it. It's constant. Like Steph, Steph um, played last night, played well. He's he's calling him effing Stephen. Oh, I believed in effing Stephen Curry. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Shan called Doncic baby bird, called him like baby sparrow and whatnot. But my point is, I feel like it's a little bit weird on a scale of one to ten of weirdness. I will call it like it's like a five or six on my comfortability level or the weirdness level, because it's like. You can't come up with something witty to say or catchy to say or attention grabbing or headline creating without changing a person's name. I just, it makes me like uncomfortable. So when I hear it, I'm like, well, bro, why you always got to change somebody's name? That it makes me feel weird about it. And especially like when you talk about Russell, I mean, he says it with such intensity russell west brick with a capital b like that's how it sounds so that kind of rubs me the wrong way to a degree i'm not gonna drag it or i'm not gonna sit back and say that's the main reason why i talk about skip but to me that's something that's just weird it's like bro why are you always changing somebody's name you can't you can't articulate yourself without you know i don't know any names that he would change that's positive. Like I don't, I don't know what he called LeBron when LeBron is doing good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the only thing I can think of is when he's talking about Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, he will say Michael Jeffrey Jordan Jr. or whatever. I'm not sure if Michael Jordan's Jr. whatever, but he says Thomas Edward Patrick Brady the third or whatever the case may be. He'll say your full name. So I guess that's kind of indicative of really what I'm saying. When he when you're doing good and he like you, he say your full name with respect. If you don't rock with you and you're playing bad, you Lebrick. You Westbrick. You Kevin Ducant. You're Anchich. So I think that again I'm not I'm gonna just wrap that point up with that. I, like, I think that's a bit weirdish. I'm gonna put it like that. The primary point that I have with Skip, and I think this is now more of a generalized thing of the toxicity, is the bias that goes into Skip and others' commentary. I'll, I'll put I'll put Max Kellerman when he's talking about the Giants in this category. I'll put Shannon Sharp when he's talking about LeBron James in this category. I'll put Ryan Clark in this category when talking about the Giants. Carla Hall was one of my favorite Top Chef contestants. I used to watch Top Chef all the time. She was on, on her season, I believe it was season six, and she said, I'm paraphrasing, if somebody doesn't like you and they're judging you, can you ever really get it right? Meaning like, yo, this person doesn't rock with me, bro. Like, how likely is it? Like, can I ever do something that's going to please this person? There's, there's no incentive for a person that doesn't like me to ever give me praise or give me what I deserve. 
So when Skip is talking about LeBron, talking about Steph Curry, call him little Steph Curry and things of that nature, um, calling him the bro mice tray instead of ice tray. When you're looking at these players, Steph could go like so. Steph game last night in the in game one in the finals, he went, he had 34 points, five rebounds, five assists, three steals, in 38 minutes. He had a 21 point first quarter. I believe he hit like six threes in the first quarter. Then he went scoreless in the second, didn't play that many minutes in the second quarter. Then in the second half, he had nine points in the third. Then he had four points in the fourth quarter. And I believe he only hit one more three. So overall, Seth Curry scored 34 points. He was 12 of 25 from the field, two of three from the free throw line, and seven of 14 um, from three. So obviously that's 48% from the field and 50% from three. Skip is now going to focus on the fact that you didn't come through in the fourth quarter. Seth didn't come through in the fourth quarter. He wasn't able to stem the tide. He's at home. He's uh, he's approaching being a top 10 player. He's using these things to, I guess, put an asterisk by or create a caveat to where if you're looking at Steph's box score, like, man, 34 points, you know what I mean? Five rebounds, five assists, three steals, played 38 minutes. Okay, that's a, that's a solid game. That's a good game. Skip is coming in. He's saying, no, that's not a good game because uh, – Steph did X, Y, Z in the second half. Now, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that at all. Because nobody's going to look at a stat. Well, you shouldn't look at a stat sheet and just take the stats at face value. You have to be able to apply the proper context. The problem that I have with that is, I'm going to say the first problem that I have with this is, and this is also, again, this, this is a big problem with Skip Bayless. He doesn't do that for people that he likes. I'm going to say this real quick. Tom Brady in the NFC Championship game when he played when he was playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who Tom uh, Skip Bayless is a huge fan of. Tom Brady in the NFC Championship game against the Green Bay Green Bay Packers, he threw two fourth quarter interceptions. Then the defense, who was led by Shaq Barrett and shout out my bro JPP and others. I mean, because the defense, their defense was lit. They went on to stop Green Bay, obviously, and was able to help secure the win. And the Bronco, uh, the Buccaneers move on to the Super Bowl. This was the year before last. If that was Steph Curry that did that, and I'm, I know I'm going to two different sports, but I'm just I'm highlighting a point. If Steph had, in the last three minutes of the game, five turnovers, but the Golden State Warriors won because Clay hit some shots, Dre got some stops, uh, Looney was getting some rebounds, you know what I'm saying? It was a team effort that secured the win. Skip is going to take away from Steph Curry winning the game and highlight the fact that he had five turnovers in the last three minutes of the game because he doesn't rock with Steph. But Tom Brady throws two fourth quarter interceptions that anybody that know football that watch football I mean we're talking about especially in the playoffs you throw two fourth quarter interceptions you going home that's a that's a first class ticket home you out of here 
as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, nah. The set after the second interception, I'm like, okay, um, Green Bay going to the Super Bowl. But their defense was so good, so great, they secured the win, and the Broncos, uh, Buccaneers went on to the Super Bowl. The point being is that this is the extreme level of bias demonstrated by people like Skip Bayless. And I'm, I want to highlight and emphasize the word extreme because that's what it really is. Because I feel like maybe deep down, everybody's maybe a little biased. I mean, I say this all the time. My mom is, ne- I'm a chef, so my mom has never told me that something I made was nasty. She might say, that's nah, not my favorite or, you know what I'm saying, might be able to do a little better next time or something like that. But she's never come up to me and been like, all right, son, this, this was nasty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So everybody deep down is a little bit biased. But my issue with Skip is, 